You're listening to Solar Insiders, the fortnightly update on the ins and outs of the solar industry and what it means for consumers, with Renew Economies editor Giles Parkinson and leading solar industry veteran Nigel Morris. Solar Insiders is brought to you by Clenergy, who provide innovative, high-quality solar solutions to the world. SunWiz, the creators of the powerful PV cell software. And Solar Analytics, suppliers of intelligent solar monitoring. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of Solar Insiders. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the editor of Renew Economy and the Driven EV-focused website and one step off the grid. And joining me as usual is Nigel Morris from Solar Analytics. Nigel, how are you this fine week? Well, I'm I'm good. I'm damp around the gills. I have to admit, we were flooded in this week. So you know, but outside of that, um, all good, mate. All good. It's been all a little good. bit crazy. Bushfires, it floods, has- coronavirus. You name it. Oh, I know. Look, then there's so much news um, this week as well. Oh, look, I was just doing the do um, I was just doing the energy. Well, we're going to start with um, we're going to start with energy insiders. Actually, I was going to do a uh, I did a podcast yesterday with. Um, David Leach, my co-host, and he's been off the grid for that. Well, off grid, he's had he's had no power for the last five days, wow. and um, not sounding particularly happy about it. I've got to say. Um, so I think he just borrowed a generator from a friend um, um, yesterday. So that's going to be interesting. So um, you were surrounded by water and great white shark in the lagoon. Did that's, you say? That's, so, um, that's right. Yeah, I live <laughs> in the I'll give you a tip, Nigel. Don't go swimming there. <laughs> no, no, no. It's only there's no local swimming in the lagoon at the moment. It's only only uh, only visitors to the area who actually swim. Uh, in the only lagoon. only men in only men in grey suits. <laughs> Look, I've got to say, um, it's been a bit wet up here as well. I think we've had half our annual rainfall in about two weeks. Um, and yep. I'm now discovering one of the advantages of living on top of a hill or at least on a ridge, water goes down both ways. Yes. I've had an infinity pool for the last two weeks, which is a great thing. <laughs> and, and the surf has been fantastic. So, um, you know. Yeah, yeah we've had some surf many... This is whether you want to get in the water. <laughs> um, oh, no, no, no. It's been really good, really good. Um, mate, an awful lot of news around. Um, some of it good, some of it not so good. But look, yeah. let's start off with the good news. Um, the latest data out from SunWiz, uh, Warwick Johnson, one of our sponsors, along with Sona. Uh, analytics and Clinergy. Um, mate, um, 207 megawatts in January. I mean, you weren't kidding when you said the rooftop solar industry wasn't having a holiday over January because that's 33% up on the previous January, by far the biggest ever in January. So 2020 gets off to a great start, but I wonder how long it will last. Indeed. It's it's mind-boggling, in fact, mate. And, um, you know, I, I think when, like lots of businesses, we're doing our, our strategic planning for the year and looking at sales results and all those kinds of things. And, um, um, you know, the last two or three months for everyone I've talked to has been incredibly volatile. You see some companies are saying, yeah, it was records and, you know, more than we've ever done before. Others are saying, well, I was everyone was too busy to talk to me, so I couldn't sell anything to them um, because they were all busy installing. So, you know, pros and cons uh, for the market, but clearly demand um, is as strong as ever. And there there is a lot of pent up demand from the end of the STC year as the uh, STC rates drop in in December each year. So that spurred uh, a lot of interest. Um, and certainly, you know, most of the people I'm talking to are extremely busy and there's plenty of leads out there. Whether people are making money or not at the moment, another question. Um, but yeah, lots going on, mate. Lots going on. Well, you'd normally think that with a start like that for 2020, then we'd probably easily beat the uh, record nine, 2019 year of 2.13 gigawatts in this sub-100 kilowatt 
market, but there could be a big roadblock ahead. Um, it's interesting to um, see Rami Feder from Solar Juice talking about the in- growing impacts of the coronavirus in China. Now we've seen a um, well, we've seen a halt in manufacturing. We're not too sure how quickly those manufacturing sites will get back up again. We get ninety percent of our solar panels, solar modules from yeah. China. Um, he's warning that these stockpiles in Australia could be exhausted within a month. Yep. So, yep, I've, I've spoken to a number um, of inverter manufacturers just... who are in the same boat. They've been told, no, we cannot ship product to you. So, um, you yeah, know, one major manufacturer I spoke to said, we've just written off Q1. Um, we're probably not going to get any product. Um, most of it was cleared out in the rush up, rush up till Christmas. And uh, so Q1 is, is a write-off for us. So, yeah, it's already having impacts right now. And um, it's going to be very interesting to see how fast it plays out and, and um, um, you know, what, if anything, can be done to get, um, uh, to get you know, product flowing again and get it over here uh, quick sticks. Um, but it doesn't, doesn't bode well for Q1, to be honest. No, no, that's right. Yeah, well, um, some of those um, solar installers might be getting their long-waited for holidays around about um, the end of March. So just in time for Easter, yeah. come up to Byron yeah. to the Blues Fest. It's a great lineup. Yes, <laughs> lineup since for about twenty years, I reckon. <laughs> Is it? Oh no, it's, it's pretty good actually. No, it's pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah, but look, um, yeah. we're ranting off topic again. Yeah, and look sorry. back to the good story about rooftop solar. Um, lovely little. Um, every quarter, the Australian Energy Market Operator puts out this quarterly energy dynamics, and it's actually quite fascinating. You know, we, we kind of get a bit, a bit of a glimpse to what's going on in the market, but this is kind of like, you know, here's all your graphs, here's an explanation of what happened. And it's really interesting to see the impact that rooftop solar, particularly over the last year, where we had record installations across the across the country, how it's eating to the daytime usage of coal plants in New South Wales and particularly and in Queensland. Um, Araring had its output cut by about 240 megawatts from, by rooftop solar. Stanwell and a couple of the other one, big coal generators in Queensland had the same thing and it's they've got this amazing graph and people often ask themselves oh what can I do about you know decarbonizing the grid and you know if I put rooftop solar panels on does it make any difference and I've always said well yes I mean basically every kilowatt hour you put on the every kilowatt you put on the roof that's one kilowatt less of capacity that's been used at one particular time in um in the coal market and, and these figures actually bear that out it just totally shows that over the last year yeah. Um, you know, the amount of rooftop um, rooftop output has averaged about 1,800 megawatts extra in the last year, and that's just basically eaten to the lunch of uh, most of the coal generators, which is good, but um, in some cases the gas generators too. So um, that's good. It's that's really good. good. That's it's, good. It's, it's happening. It's happening. Uh, you know, uh, we've, we've talked about this, but now we're seeing just more and more and more evidence of it actually just happening. And, and you know, this is the democratisation of energy that we have been talking about together, Giles, for years and years and years. And here it is in action. Yeah, absolutely. But look, for every good part of the story, there's a flip side. And unfortunately, we're seeing some real problems in the big solar industry. So we got a bit of a um, a good story on Wednesday. I just ha- I had a bit of a hunch, so I dialed into the Downer Group um, analyst briefing. And they didn't make a separate announcement on, on this, but they did announce during the analyst briefing that um, they are getting out of big solar. Now, Downer are one of the biggest contractors in the country. They've been responsible for about 3.2 gigawatts of wind and solar um, installations over the last couple of years. Um, some of the biggest um, solar plants they've built, Limondale, Namurka, um, Beryl, um, they do the Murrawarra Wind Farm. But it hasn't been a happy experience for, for them. And um, because, and they said they're basically getting out. They're not going to do any more um, large-scale oh, solar no. projects. 
Holy they're going to. They're happy to build a few roads for wind farms, but um, and they're happy to do transformers, substations, and high voltage transmission lines. But um, bugger the actual construction of the wind and solar farms. And look, this is a dramatic story, but I think it's um, it's it's really more important than this. It's actually a story about seven years of neglect and disinterest from this um, coalition government. And we're starting to see it elsewhere in the grid. We've got problems with grid connections. We've got problems with queues. We've got problems with delays and approvals. Um, the industry is basically at a halt simply because no one's bothered to do the planning. Um, we haven't built the um, infrastructure that was identified 10 years ago. We haven't changed the market rules. We've basically done nothing. And now we're coming into a bit of a train crash and it's, um, it's really sad and it's really disappointing because, you know, we've just had this story about rooftop solar's impact and the growing, you know, um, um, democratisation of energy and we should be rushing forth in this tra trans transition and we've got these bloody roadblocks because nothing's happening and it's a it's going to be a real problem for the industry and um, what worries me is that we're going to see a lot of big investors going, look, Australia's too damn hard. You look at the newspapers you see the coalition who decided to put the the coal out of in coalition in big capital letters, yes. and they're not interested at all uh, um, in renewables. <coughs> oh, Nigel, say something. I'm about I'm about to cough. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're right on the money, mate. And and um, you know this has been this has been a slow motion train wreck. Uh, we've been watching it happen. And in fact, we mentioned in a previous episode a conversation I had with one of the large scale guys who said they're they're out. They pulled out last year and just went. Ah, Queensland's a complete disaster. And so what we're seeing is just the same pattern over and over again. It started with small scale, then it then it moved to you know other parts of the industry, um, uh, and now it's in the large scale part where these knee jerk reactions at the last minute when. Um, uh, when you know the regulators and and industry suddenly realizes that you know the solar train is coming, um, and um, and and their response is you know get your red flag and your red light and stand on the railway tracks uh, over and over and over again, um, you know. So yeah, it's it's I mean it, it's a travesty to see a travesty to see someone as big as Downer. We saw RWC last year um, go bankrupt over this uh, the same exact issues. Um, and, yeah, and RCR, um, RCR Tempo, Tempo, yeah, Tempo was hit. Um, it was just doing one project, Kahuna, and obviously ran into troubles pretty quickly. And there's been a bunch of others um, being hit, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, very, and there's stuff tough. happening in the commercial sector as well. It's, it's a bit rough, rough there. You tell me. Well, it is, and I, and I and I think you know to be frank, you know, it's right across the sector. The price pressure is just extraordinary at the moment, and you know, I think I saw. Uh, Price yesterday, which was six point six kilowatts for one thousand eight hundred dollars, uh, which is just psychotic. Um, um, you know, there's just no point in doing the business at that price. Um, and in the commercial sector, I'm I'm starting to hear stories. In fact, I did hear a rumor that one of the larger players in the commercial um, medium sort of commercial space and the rooftop space uh, has actually recently cut salaries uh, for its entire staff team. Uh, which is um, a, a, a very big sign that something is not right. So we've got pressure right across the industry. You know, you talk to any small installer, they'll tell you the price pressure is um, is extraordinary. We've got shenanigans and games going on all over the joint uh, because of um, uh, you know competition um, in the small space, and and then we've got this right all the way up into the big space too. So you know, yeah, it's tough. 
Yeah, not good. And how's Matt Canavan um, compared um, wind and solar um, to um, as um, um, as doll bludgers? Doll bludgers. Um, that's a nice uh, that's a nice message from the government um, to the industry, isn't it? You know, luckily, um, you know, not that many people listen to this podcast, so I can just call out Matt Canavan. He is a deceptive liar. That, that what he has said is an absolute deceptive lie. It's scaremongering. Um, uh, you know, on the one hand, uh, being yeah attacking the better part of thirty or forty thousand people who work in the solar industry, and twenty five percent of Australian homes, an even higher proportion uh, in some areas, who have actually invested their own money and put solar on and created one of the largest you know a gigawatt power station, um, calling them all doll bludgers, uh, in, implying that they took. Um, you know, Commonwealth money to get solar on their roof is offensive to say the least and uh, suggesting that the solar industry is the only industry that gets subsidies in support is an outright lie or not, not, in, not, not talking about the billions of dollars of investment that go, that well documented that go into the um, uh, non-renewable industry every single year and the $4 million that's just been invested out of your pocket, Giles, and my pocket, and every solar owner's pocket. Uh, every every taxpayer has just agreed, uh, thanks to Matt Canavan's pressure, to put $4 million to investigate a new coal-fired power plant in Queensland, despite the fact that the state's en own energy, energy minister says, we don't want it and we don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. I mean, it is utter garbage. It is utter garbage. I'm so tired of listening to yeah, look, it's um, politicians who was yeah. You know, my sons, I've got two sons, I've got two sons who, frankly, I'm trying to teach to trust <laughs> our leaders. And I'm saying when you when you speak to when 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 you know Scotty from marketing or or you know a senior politician stands up, you should be able to count on them. You should be able to believe what they say, and they should be truthful and honest and not deceptive. And Matt Canavan has a notorious, horrible track record for this kind of deception. Yeah. It's abhorrent, and it makes me wonder whether I should tell my kids to not trust politicians. Yeah. To be frank. My wife's told me yeah, that. Yeah, well, unfortunately, yeah. it's um, it's um, it, it's kind of um, it's kind of all over the shop. You look at um, you know, Trump in America, and as you say, Scotty from marketing, and um, you just sort of see some of the stuff from um, you see some of the stuff from um, you know, um, in the election campaign about um, or about renewables once again, about electric vehicles ruin your weekend. I mean, it just gets too much. Um, yeah. Anyway. Hey, listen. Um, let's Sorry, just. Um, I, feel bit, I feel better now. It's, it's kind of cathartic. It's kind of cathartic. <laughs> we might actually just let you take a little bit of a break here, Nigel, and take a um, get a message from our sponsor. <laughs> Plenergy is an Australian-founded enterprise providing innovative, high-quality solar solutions to the world. Plenergy's innovative approach and engineering expertise gives them a unique edge to create the right base framework for all solar applications. Their range of high-quality products and services include PV mounting, ground mounting products and solutions for residential, commercial and utility-scale projects. Visit clenergy.com.au and find the right framework for your solar application. 
And um, yeah, look, um, you know, we'd like to thank all our sponsors, um, Clenergy and Solar Analytics and um, Sun, PV Cell from Sunwiz for their ongoing support for the Solar Insiders um, podcast. Without them, we couldn't continue. And Nigel. And we wouldn't have any listeners. We wouldn't have any listeners. And did you, did you hear some feedback? I was talking to a listener the other day from the Northern Territory who over Christmas drove from Adelaide to Darwin with his wife and two kids in the car and said, oh, it's okay. It's a long drive, but don't worry. Um, I, I want to catch up on every single episode of Solar Insiders and proceeded to start at the beginning and play every single episode of Solar Insiders back to back. Got them from, from Adelaide to Darwin, apparently. Good news is, apparently, one episode of Solar Insiders, good for about 110 k. All right. Are they still married? Well, I feel like I need to send her a sympathy card or something. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Maybe the kids. Apologies for the kids. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But bless them. Bless them. What a patient family. Well, what, what a really patient family. No, that's fantastic. But look, I mean, look, it's exhilarating stuff. I mean, you know, um, you know that's um, – it really is fantastic. Look, let's get on to sort of some of the good solar people that we've um, that you've been met. I mean, you've um, introduced this series um, a while ago, and um, look, it's very popular and get great feedback, and it's great to get insights from different people. Um, who are we listening? Who are we listening to today? From or here? From, who are we hearing from today? Oh yeah, well, every week I try and find out some lessons that uh, business owners in the solar industry have learned and how they've survived the solar coaster. And this week we hear from someone else who I heard in CNs at the event in New Zealand that I went to. Um, Dave Petrie is a name many of you might be familiar with mostly because we just can't, we took us ages to get him out of Australia. He hung around here for ages before he finally went back to New Zealand. Um, Dave's a lovely guy, highly experienced, really, really interesting character, and now heads up a, a wholesale company in New Zealand called Ideal Electrical. Um, let's hear what Dave had to say about solar in NZ. Welcome back to Meet a Solar Business. Here we are this week with uh, Dave Petrie from Ideal Electrical. Uh, Dave described Ideal Electrical as a solar and electrical wholesaler in New Zealand. We're uh, in New Zealand, of course, over here at CNs. How are you, Dave? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Nigel. You're welcome, mate. Um, mate, I'm going to dive straight in uh, with some questions. Um, uh, how did you end up uh, here in New Zealand at CNs today? What's the path that led you into solar that got you here? So five years ago, I uh, came to New Zealand for another for another solar job and um, spent, uh, spent a year in that and then uh, having lots of fun over here, met, met my now wife and... Uh, she told me I better stick around for a while, so <laughs> I, and part of that was finding what she termed a, a decent job. So uh, here I am. Good on you. Good on you. Uh, there's a lot of good things that uh, wives do for us every single day, mate. So you know, full power to your wife for keeping you here. And uh, when we um, when we um, when we look at the company that you're in now, what would you say is the secret to their success? What what makes uh, Ideal Electrical uh, a fascinating company? What's your USP? Um, I, our capacity to supply. Um, I think in the New Zealand market, I see a lot of parallels to how Australia was 10 years ago and maybe a, a bit more than that. 
um, where we had a lot of smaller specialist companies doing solar and associated components. And I've, I've been saying for a long time that I, I, I don't see solar as being overly special anymore. It's, 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 it is a commoditised product. Mm. And the market needs a capacity to supply and ease of supply and, and finance. And that's that's small smaller businesses do struggle to to deliver those things. I get it. I get it. And so um, let's let's come back to reality for a moment. At some point, the party's going to end here at CNs. You're going to have to go back to work. You're going to be sitting in the office, uh, and you're going to be facing down the barrel of you know sales targets and everything else. What's the next big opportunity? What's the what's the big thing that's getting you excited when you when you get back to the office? On Monday morning, that um, that you're going to sink your teeth into. Uh, look, we're we're seeing we're seeing growth on growth in the commercial market segment, and that's I think that's it's probably leapt the market here's probably leapt leapfrog Australia Australia's growth a little bit, whereas domestic is is slow. Um, but By domestic, you mean residential? Sorry, yeah, resi, 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 resi. I think is a little bit certainly is much lower on the slower on the uptake because there aren't any incentives, there aren't any um, artificial stimulation going on. Mm. But you know, commercial commercial solar does just make sense for for all those other reasons. Right. So commercial solar, I get it. Now, interestingly, it's funny when you talk to uh, the majority. I would say the majority of solar installers in Australia, and you spend a long time in Australia will tell you they wish we didn't have rebates in Australia because it causes the ups and the downs and the sharks and the thieves and the blackguards and everything else. So here you are in a slow but unrebate driven market in New Zealand. Tell me about the parallels between those two. It's, we've got pure organic growth here and we've got we've got a national electricity market that's just over 80% renewables already. You know, there aren't the same environmental or political drivers mm. in this market mm. so we, yeah we, I think I think we'll continue to see growth in that commercial sector mm. um, do you think it's a good thing that there's no rebates here oh man it's 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 beautiful <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's it's uh, totally yeah organic unmolested growth <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, let's talk about your business for a minute. What's um, I know you've only been at Ideal for a little bit now, but um, while you've been there and looking back on the history of the business, what's the best business investment that they've made to, to, to get the solar part of the business rocking and rolling? Um, investing in stock. It, it's ah. simple as that. Um, they've, like I said before, they've got the capacity to do these things. And it, it's pr- it's very fair to say that up until a couple of years ago, Ideal was very uh, unspectacular in this segment. You know, they'd, they'd either have a lot of stocker panels and no inverters, and you know, all the other way around, and it was just constant customer disappointment. So it's we've really turned that around in the last 12 months, yep. and just taken we're removing barriers. So that's what we're all about. So we're doing training, we're doing. Uh, yeah, we 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 just it's we're giving people what they want. It's not it's not a particularly brilliant business plan, but that's that's what we that's what we do, and it's working for us. Yeah, beautiful. And so the flip side of that, you know, no business is immune. What's the biggest mistake 
you've made in uh, in the sol- in growing your solar business? There's been some pretty big punts on stocking some products that we thought were going to be fantastic for the market. Um, some particular storage products, which I won't name, but they've been uh, yeah less certainly less less spectacular than some of our other decisions. All right. Yeah. All right. So yeah, product mix is a, is a, is a theme I'm hearing. Uh, quite regularly, in fact, uh, especially in a small market, right? You're quite exposed. Um, um, what's the um, uh, what lesson took you the longest to learn? Um, you know, what what took you a long time to understand? Oh, the intricacies of this market, um, the the standards, the standards and adoption here are somewhat lagging behind Australia, mm-hmm. um, and. And probably the other big lesson I've learned is uh, the the lag time on supply. Um, we are sort of the last link of the supply chain, you know, so we we get what has finally not gone to either Europe or Australia. <laughs> so that's that's been some that's been pretty tough getting just supply of some gear too. Right. So we've had to we've had to bite the bullet pretty hard on some some lines and commit to some pretty large volumes mm-hmm. to get the deals that we have. But it is it is working for us and our customers. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, what do you think? What did you think was true that turned out not to be true? Oh, the the, you, the sheep are friendly. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just I'll just keep moving from there. Uh, which company? Yeah, think globally, think locally. Doesn't really matter. Which company or person uh, sort of really inspires you? You know, wh- when you're looking at your business and looking at, oh, I'd really love to do this or grow it into that. Where's your inspiration come from? Solar Analytics. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I obligated to say that? No, no, you're no, not. no. Okay. No, give me a true answer. Um, that may be true, uh, of course. But. Yeah. I, look, I, th- I think. Uh, uh, the Alpha, I think Alpha, uh, the Alpha Energy acquisition by Enesis, I think, has been a very, very good strategic move from them. So they've they've made, they've targeted that business for the Cortex business for telecom, mm-hmm. but out of that, they're going to pick up a lot of uh, business for the solar industry um, in uh, in the IP they'll get through uh, Outback. And I think like that—that's a very long-term strategic move. I think they've made, and I—I I, I think a lot of people have underestimated maybe the impact on our market. Maybe not so much because they have done it for more the North American and European markets. So yeah, I don't—I don't know whether that will affect us. But I think in terms of um, a strategic business plan, I think um, vertically integrating their business is is a very very wise move for them. Fascinating, fascinating. I, 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 that's a different answer that I usually receive, but it's really cool. Um, you're, you're very product focused. I can hear that. Um, only two more to go, mate. You're nearly there. If you could change one thing about the solar industry, what would it be? Uh, for our market, it would be um, probably more control of the inspection process. I think that's probably one of the biggest gripes in our industry, mm-hmm. is because that. There are no rebates as such. There's no true checks and balances that go on like that happens in Victoria and Tassie and ACT. Um, so there is still a little bit of the Wild West going on out there for our market and I would really love to see 
the inspection process for New Zealand tidied up. Mm, great, fascinating. Uh, last one, mate. What, um, what do you, where, where are you going to be in five years? What's your business going to look like in five years? How's it going to change? What markets are you going to be serving? What are you going to look like in five years? Um, oh, we've got a pretty, we've got a pretty ambitious plan for growth, and we'll. I think I think within ten years we'll be serving the Pacific markets as well. Um, that's really, I guess, for a lot of companies in New Zealand, it's the end game. But you know, it's, uh, the New Zealand is the gateway to the Pacific in a lot of regards. So that's a pretty natural uh, progression for us at some point. Mm. Uh, but yeah, for us to become essentially supplier of choice uh, for the majority of. Uh, certainly residential installing electricians because again you don't have to have uh, accreditation here as such so just any any licensed electrician can do this work um, so yeah we, we see those guys thousands of guys per month through our doors so that's that's what we want to become is their number one choice for, for supply of gear uh, Dave it's always a pleasure to see you mate and it's uh, it's been a pleasure to learn about your business thanks very much for your time hey thank you thanks again for having me and that was Dave Petrie from um, Ideal Electrical over in New Zealand. Um, fascinating story there, um, um, Nigel. Um, yeah, look, it's um, it, it's great to see the industry sort of going forward um, over in New Zealand as well. I mean, they've it's, it's been a subsidy-free industry as far as I remember over in over in New Zealand, un, unlike Australia. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And 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 you know, um, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, you know, for example, battery attachment rate over in New Zealand is you know in excess of thirty percent. Some companies are doing you know fifty, sixty, seventy percent attachment rate. And when you ask them why, they say, well, solar's not an economic proposition. So if you're going in for solar, you might as well throw some batteries on as well because then you get all the benefits of it. So you know, consequently, you know, the smart stuff that we've talked about in other episodes is is really really strong. And businesses like. Uh, Ideal Electrical are positioning themselves and, and trying to get hold of those products that really work for the market and enable that smart stuff. Um, and of course, really, you know, watching the commercial market starting to grow. So it's it's great to see the market, you know, growing and maturing. It's small, but it's funky and it's fun, and, and they're nice. Well, that's good stuff. Like. That's good stuff. Um, <laughs> mate, um, let's flip over to the other side again, from happy news to not so happy news. So, what have we got in uh, in, in our crap solar segment? Um, there's always usually something, isn't there? Or um, or has there been no crap solar? Do you know, I've got, I've really got nothing new this week. Um, I, the, the one thing that I would say in in the, something that's crap that happened in solar, sort of on topic, is that very sadly. Um, the, I heard on the grapevine the other day that one of the first people to die from coronavirus uh, was actually the former vice president of Trinisola, yeah, believe it or not. Um, yes. he, yeah, in Beijing. He was the first uh, case in, in uh, Beijing, which was, which was a terrible tragedy. Um, so commiserations to everyone who knew um, who who knew him and and to everyone who's suffering from that virus. Um, outside of that, I, I've got um, I've got no fresh news on crap solar, so I'm going to skip that. Going to skip it next week. This week, I'm, I'm, look, I'm just going to mention um, there's um, a few more battery storage scams going around. Um, people being inundated with um, emails and letters and what have you about um, batteries for virtual power plants and stuff like that. Look, if you get something through the mail or you get someone over the phone, um, just ignore it. Um, it's probably rubbish. Um, some of the things that we've seen there, um, 
um, just really dodgy deals, just, you know, like um, one, two, three kilowatt hour batteries being sold for ridiculous amounts and pretending they're a discount and pretending it's part of some sort of VPP trial. And um, look, it's not good enough. And um, we're going to dig deeper into that um, in coming weeks. Yeah, take your time. Don't don't rush your decision. Take your time. Make sure you're going out looking for suppliers. Do a little bit of research. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, um, hmm. Gosh, we got we got through that much quicker than I thought we were going to do. I thought we were going to be here. Um, I thought we were going to be here forever. But um, we might have. We... That's because you cut my rant off. I was about to go on for ages, mate, but you shut me down. On man. what? <laughs> on Matt, on, 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 on Matty Canavan. Like, we we could have gone to the new energy minister as well, but no, no, no. Let's talk about e. Let's oh, talk about the, the, um, the new... e-bikes. Yes, e-bikes, e-bikes, <laughs> and and look, um, and, and, no, I'm, I'm going to get in first, actually. There's a, um, a, a um, this German guy, he's a former um, aircraft engineer and he's just set, up and set himself up in Byron Bay and he's doing electric combis. So, um, is that right? C- combi conversions, conversions, con- combi conversions, electric combis, and um, Sensation. fantastic. So, um, look, I just thought I'd say that. Um, I've got nothing else to say, I haven't actually seen it myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty exciting. I know VW coming up with their own sort of, you know, full electric model of a of a modern combi, but that'll probably be well, well over a hundred grand or or whatever. But um, anyway, interesting stuff. Um, what do you got in e bikes, Nigel? Nigel, and that's where we might have lost Nigel. Actually, something's happened to the line, so um, I'm actually just going to wrap it up there because um, we've got the um, the interview with David Petrie, and we've covered a lot of territory. We did want to cover more on EVs, but look, we're going to have to cover that one. Um, in a couple of weeks' time. So, look, thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors once again, and uh, we'll get back to you in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. Solar Insiders was brought to you by Clenergy, the providers of high-quality mounting systems for residential, commercial and utility-scale solar projects. With in-house engineering and projects divisions, Clenergy provides a unique edge with its expert advice. Let Clenergy find the right framework for any solar application. Solar Insiders was also brought to you by SunWiz, the creators of PV Cell Software, powerful technology for solar sales and design. With free high-definition rooftop imagery in every PV Cell plan, retailers can stay ahead of the competition. SunWiz, Australia's leading solar software. Solar Insiders was also brought to you by Solar Analytics, designers and suppliers of smart solar monitoring. Visit solaranalytics.com.au, get empowered and make the most of your home energy.